Hi. It's uh, it's well, I don't know why. Four twelve at News Radio nine thirty WBen. It is Valentine's Day, and uh, I did a lot of prep for this show. And I know that might sound like BS, but I was up a lot of last night, just going from site to site to site and getting some various uh, ideas for topics about Valentine's Day. Because the easy thing to do would have been, okay, where did you meet your special somebody? Give us a call and let's do it. But I'm exploring every angle I can think of of relationships, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's Valentine's Day. Maybe help some people. Uh, with their relationships or lack of a relationship. Maybe you want to call in, and it's not desperate and dateless, but maybe you want to explain your situation and tell us what you have tried in the name of finding love that has fallen flat on you. And maybe somebody out there will help you. Maybe I can help you. I've been in maybe a couple of relationships in my life. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's get back to Judy in uh, Tonawanda. So, Judy, back during the Cold War, ladies and gentlemen, when Leave it to Beaver was a brand new show, uh, almost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> she She's engaged to a guy that she really didn't want to be engaged to. She took her ring because she didn't want to make him feel bad. Then she finds herself in Europe on a USO tour with Mr. Wright. And excitement and adventure ensued, including being detained by the uh, East German Polizei and the... Uh, Russian troops, Ruslanda Soldaten, and uh, basically at gunpoint in East Berlin, which was a real flashpoint during the Cold War back in October of 1961. President Kennedy eventually had to intervene and uh, say, Nikita Khrushchev, Eric Honecker, let my people go. And uh, long story short, Judy, you ended up being with the guy who was on tour with you. You dumped the guy you had said you were going to marry, which probably didn't go over real well in 1961. But here's a little psychological thing, Judy. The two of you shared a dangerous adventure together. And chemically speaking, scientifically and neurologically speaking, when you go through a dangerous situation with somebody, the odds of your being attracted to them and vice versa increase exponentially. I imagine it did, definitely. Uh, it was a, an unusual situation. We were doing a show in front of guys in full combat uniform. And uh, when we got finished with the show, I came back and I continued my teaching career in Western New York. And my husband went back to finish his college degree because he was a midterm student coming in from the Navy. And during that time, my mother was the uh, advisor to Jim's, my husband's, I shouldn't say his name, I'm sorry, my husband's uh, best friend who was her student teacher. And the best friend said to my mother, you got to watch out for that guy with your daughter. <laughs> And everybody said, this is not going to last. Well, I'll tell you, we had a lot of conflicts. We yeah. had a lot of bumpy rides in 55 years. It was an Irish Catholic marrying an Irish Protestant. That Oy. was another big deal. And it took a while, but the in-laws came around, and I actually held my mother-in-law when she was dying. 
But we had such a great relationship. And all I want to say to people is, if you think it's right, put aside all of your doubts and go for it. Because you're going to have a lot of trouble during the way. But if you love each other well enough, you get through all those bad times. And uh, it's so easy to say, oh, gee, I want to just go get a divorce. I, you know, I can't stand this. That's not true. You know, you can get through bad times. And when you do, the good times are even better. Well, you know what? I, I do agree that uh, people are a lot more resilient than you think they are. Just because you walk into the, your bedroom at home and you see your wife uh, with another man in flagrante delicto does not necessarily mean the marriage has to end. You might want it to end. You might be tempted to shoot the other fellow, but don't ever do that. That's stupid. It might be a communication issue, and you might be very able to work your way through it, okay? You might yeah, also I ask your wife for a hall pass. Sounds logical. Uh, but, but, but no, you, I mean, you can get through a lot of stuff. Now, some marriages are absolutely irreconcilable differences. Now, uh, you've heard my ex-wife on this program, Cassandra Joan, the astrologer. Mm-hmm. No, you just no, you, no, you haven't. You just said you have. Um, I have. All right, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, okay. Well, okay. We had a situation that was irreconcilable, and it was a nasty divorce. Really, really nasty. But, and this is another word of advice that we have given out on the air when we've been together, and we're going to do a show on it. Really, at some point, there are two little words that can really be a balm for soothing hearts and egos. And those words are, I'm sorry. And to this day, despite the acrimony of our divorce, I love my ex-wife. Ms. Nerd knows that I love my ex-wife. She loves my ex-wife. And my ex-wife is, we are very good friends. We are excellent friends. We live around the corner from each other. Does that say anything? So um, while sometimes situations are irreconcilable, you can still salvage something out of them that is has some affirmative uh, value, if you understand what I'm saying. And I know that I'm old school because I am 83. <clears throat> but um, I do believe, too, that with cell phones and other media, the kids nowadays aren't communicating as much with each other face-to-face. You know, they don't so get right. reactions, and uh, their emotions aren't really tolerated, I guess. But uh, you're I'm very smart. that this new generation will come together eventually when we get through all of this. Well, I, I hope they can come together as well. Um, I thank you very much for the call. I appreciate that. And, and that look, that brings up a totally different topic that we haven't touched on yet younger people, and communication skill. I agree with what my esteemed colleague caller just said. I don't think younger people know how to communicate, and I don't know exactly what the borderline is other than a song by Madonna. Um, what would it be? Is it is it 40 years old? Uh, there's a certain generation that stopped being able to have face-to-face interpersonal communications. Situation last week. I took off Friday because I had a misunderstanding with somebody, and that misunderstanding went into a legal process. And you know what? We worked it out. You know why we worked it out? 
because we worked it out face to face. That's how we worked it out. And he understood I was not the devil. I understood he was not the devil. And the misunderstanding was negotiated. And you know how we ended the meeting? We ended it with a series of hugs. And we are are staying in touch to this day. And there's a situation where communication misunderstanding through text messaging was totally done away with by actually talking face-to-face. And I think there's a lesson in there. And we could have walked away as enemies, but you know what? We walked away feeling like the other person was a new part of our family. The lesson there is communication is key, my dear friends. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, you might have some issues that you want to bring and get some advice from other listeners Uh, Maybe you want to talk to me about them. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. But quite frankly, I've seen a lot and I've done a lot and uh, I've been through a lot and probably more than most people have been. And every now and again, I might have some decent advice for you. Just every now and again might happen. You might have some for me. Let's go to traffic. Yes, Tom, get off the radio and retire. My uh, cell phone appears to be having orgasms over here. Let me... uh multiples at that let me just uh, turn this off not that there's anything dude what is going on here uh turn this bad boy off that could be embarrassing uh what was the last video i was watching on this all right uh let's get back to the calls uh talking about love valentine's day relationships breakups everything you want to talk about we're doing it on wben uh there's all kinds of relationships in this world and it's just a question of finding the person with whom you're going to be compatible and you're going to go through heartbreak along the way and you're going to cause heartbreak along the way. And, you know, when you you get to a certain point, don't you find that you get to a certain point in life and you don't know what's worse, the heartache that was done to you or the really bad things you did to other people? I'm inclined to believe it's the really bad things I did to other people that is the most painful. Like, how could I have done that? Just saying. Everybody, I mean, I, I think that's a very common thing for you, too. Here's Phil in Lovejoy. Phil, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Hey, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. You know, for many years, I had stagnated myself with a certain subset, subset or standard that I had set for the woman that I wanted to be with. And it seemed like this woman was not the one for me because these relationships would, would, would always end very badly. But when I broadened the spectrum of what I would allow or what I would be looking for in a soulmate is when I found my wife. I've been married for a, uh, March 18th will be our uh, uh, 24th anniversary. We've got three little kids and uh, we Met on Elmwood Avenue. She worked at the mobile gas station on Forest and Elmwood, and I had a locksmith shop right there at Elmwood and Forest, right across from Mr. Goodbar. There and, are so uh, many. There are so many lines I could use, but I'm going to behave and be mature for a change. <laughs> uh, so three little, three little kids later, and you know, there's been some heartbreak and uh, no infidelities or anything. We're both monogamous people, and we believe in the sanctity of the relationship and the vows that we spoke to each other and. Uh, um, 
I'm not going to say what it is. There's a little bit of an age difference, but we were both adults when we got together. I was in my 30s, and and she was of, of age, but we've been together <laughs> of for age. Now, like said. She was of age in the state of Kentucky. Um, New, New York. Dude, dude, I, 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 I'm, I'm having fun. Look, age differences, I, I, I want you to feel comfortable talking to us about that because, look, um, I, I mentioned this before. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, there's 13 years between Mrs. Nerd and myself. And I am not one of these guys who always had to date a younger woman. I actually rejected uh, a younger woman once because I thought she was too young for me. Um, but she's the exact same age as the one I rejected. And younger, younger with nothing in common or younger and someone you can discuss the world news with are two different things. And that's, that, that's what my wife offered me. She was yeah. uh, uh, mentally stimulating. Well, uh, younger as in, will you change my diaper when I'm older? Was I was thinking down the line a little bit. Um, she will not do that. 100% will not do that. <laughs> yeah, neither will she. Um, but so I think this is a great story. You met, you are together, you have children. And, you know, as far as uh, infidelity is concerned, um, there's infidelity and there's infidelity. And if two people in a relationship have an understanding of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable, um, it is not infidelity because you're being true to the concept of your particular relationship. My eye doesn't stray. I don't want any other woman. No, no, but, but, but hear me out. If you do an online search for open relationships, they are booming in America, absolutely okay. booming. Oddly enough, so is herpes. But um, no, no, I'm serious. I'm, uh, the, the open relationship thing, I'm amazed that, that, that these people are, so many people are in these situations. So I can't really, you can't really say that they're being unfaithful because the other people know what they're doing. I'm 57. I grew up when AIDS was prevalent. So, you know, there was a, there, there was a, promiscuous you didn't want to be and monogamy is what you wanted because i want to live i don't want you know i want to be in pain i don't want to die and i want to you know so i i I look at these as all things that are incumbent upon each other that have you know made my relationship a great great relationship i'm I'm almost 57 and my youngest child is not just turned nine and my and i got three little kids one's 13 and one's 14 so oh my goodness we didn't didn't start until until nine years after we my f- our relationship because we didn't kill any of the dogs, so I guess the next project <laughs> is children. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. Um, I have so much respect for you, being fifty-seven and having a nine-year-old, because frankly, there's a reason young people have kids and older people dry up. It's because that takes a lot of energy, man. So well done, well done, you. He's sitting right here with me, listening to you say that, and. He's smiling too when you said it. <laughs> well, Dad, thanks, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you, and my best to you and your lovely wife, uh, your your son's lovely mom. Thanks, Tom. All right, thank you. See, and, and again, you know what? Relationships come in all kinds of forms and varieties, and you got to know what is the right one for you, or what are the right ones for you as you learn over time what works and what doesn't. Um, gonna get back to these calls. This is like by far the best Valentine's Day show you will ever hear um, me do because you guys are totally taking it 
and running with the ball. And this is far exceeding my expectations of Valentine's Day show. All right, this is this is deep at, at times. It's funny at times. I put a lot of time into researching this one. I mean, it was at least three minutes. All right, it is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Best Valentine's Day show I've ever done. Uh, we're talking about love and we're talking about Valentine's Day. And obviously, one of the simple questions is so, how did you meet the person you end up with? Uh, but there's other, um, there's other questions that are really cool. Like, I don't think we've ever done this before. Do you believe in love at first sight? Now, some of these topics, uh, Ms. Nerd and I talked about last night at Creekview, um, where, by the way, uh, the servers know that I tip very, very well. Um, sorry. Somebody posted on Facebook uh, under some other post uh, that I'm a cheapskate who tips 10%. Apparently, they didn't listen to the show carefully. Um, or they're just a, a troll or whatever, but I found that particularly offensive because, frankly, I take pride in how I take care of people who take care of me. Uh, it's never a one-way street. And I specifically said during yesterday's show, one of the things that really aggravates me is seeing people getting everything on the arm at a fancy party but not tipping the people running the bar. Well, that's not how I operate. It's not how Ms. Nerd operates. We don't do it that way. We take care of people. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, do you believe in love at first sight? And by the way, speaking of servers, look, this came, uh, speaking of deal breakers, this came up uh, the other day. And you know what? It's absolutely true. If you look up online, red flags in a relationship, one of the red flags in particular, women are asked to look out for with men. If the man you are dating treats people who are in the service industry like crap, that's somebody you need to run from. Because if they can't respect another human being who's trying to make a living who might not be a millionaire or a multimillionaire or a hundred thousandaire, if they can't respect somebody who's working hard for a living and they treat him like they're superior to them, you don't need that person in your life. Because guess what? Sooner or later, they're going to treat you with tremendous disrespect. I think that is a great word of advice, okay? We had a lady who called in earlier who went to a party. At first, she said it was an unusual house party, and I thought, well, okay, I wasn't invited. No, I, <laughs> at first, I, you know, I, I thought it was something else. But um, there was this guy with long hair who was missing a tooth, and at first, she thought he was kind of creepy, was telling her friend, get this guy away from me, ended up marrying the guy. He was a super nice guy from a family of six. Maybe you've had an experience like that. I think we've all had experiences with somebody that at first we thought they were kind of weird, like my friend Scott. I thought he was kind of weird when I first met him. And it took me a while to realize Scott is super cool. He is super amazing. He would do anything for anybody, 
and he doesn't want anything in return. This is a genuinely nice man, and the reason I thought he was weird, he's just so much more intelligent than everybody else, including me, that that's why. I I, I was like, uh, at a different intellectual level, he's that much smarter than I am and anybody else. So that can be translated to weirdness, you know? And I love Scott. I was just out with Scott on Friday night. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a great guy. He's a great man. I'd do anything for the guy. So, well, not that. But as far as a relationship, the only difference is um, we're two men and I'm not a woman. Uh, at least not publicly, not yet. 803-0930. Mystery, Josh. Mystery. 803-0930. Star 930. 1-800-616-WBEN. And then there, there's breakups. Maybe you're listening right now and you're sad because you were in a relationship. You were supposed to go out to dinner tonight to your favorite restaurant. But three weeks ago, he dumped you. Three weeks ago, she said, um, I'm really not going to marry you. I, I, I need to maybe get out and see some other people. Or I don't love you anymore. I don't think I can live with you. It's been fun, but... You know what? We need to call this quits. Um, whatever you do when you break up with somebody, don't ghost them. That is so heartless, mean, and cruel. And I think all of us, at one point or another, have been ghosted. Even before it was called ghosting, people were ghosted. I was ghosted. I ghosted somebody. And I'm not proud of that, but it, it you know, and I, I feel horrible about that. But I ghosted somebody, and they deserve better. But hey, I got mine back, so karma worked its magic. But you know, we've all been in in relationships. We've all been broken up with. We might have ways of meeting people in whom we find a great interest. And I will tell guys, if you're a younger man. Or a younger woman, and you're listening. I don't know if it works as well with women as it does with men, but guys, women have some teenagers listening to this show. Do yourself a big favor learn how to play guitar, learn how to sing. And I'm going to tell you why because I've seen this happen time after time after time. You can take the shortest, fattest, ugliest dude in the world, okay, like me. Put me up on stage with a guitar, suddenly I become Brad Pitt. Seriously, every dude does. There's something up for in some women, there's something about seeing a man on stage performing musically that is a huge turn on. And you can actually see it happen where a woman won't give you the time of day, but the minute you're up on stage playing guitar, she can't break her eyes off of you. And the minute you get off stage, it doesn't matter if you're there with somebody, she's going to try to move in. Speaking of which, that's another area of this whole Valentine's Day dating love phenomenon that I don't understand. Why is it, and I, you see this happen all the time, why is it that if you're a guy and you're alone, women don't want to have anything to do with you? They don't want to look at you at all. Say you're, you're the same guy, and you're out with a woman, any woman, 
suddenly you become infinitely more attractive to every woman in the place. And if you're with a beautiful woman, you become a superstar. There's a weird dynamic, and you'll see it happen over and over again. I think, and again, maybe men do the same thing, except when men do this, they kind of settle it with their fists, and that's, I wouldn't advise that for anybody. But I've seen, I've seen women in particular go after guys and basically throw themselves at guys who are already clearly with somebody and clearly in love with that person. Is it a competitive thing, ladies? What is it? Maybe you know friends like that. Could you explain to those of us who are guys what that's all about? Because I don't get it. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. I love these topics. I love your input because I love you. And remember something. We have, you and I, a polygamous relationship, all right? There are many people involved in our relationship. You are a listener to this show. Other people are listeners to this show. And if you think about it, the common, uh, the best way I can describe this is we, you and I, we have a relationship. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's a little strained. But at the end of the day, you know what this is? This is a relationship between two people, you and me, and a few hundred thousand other people, but it's all right. Let's go to traffic. I'm sorry. Let's go to uh, Tom and a cell phone. Welcome to Tom's senile moment. You're on WBEN. Oh, Tom, you opened up a whole different can of worms there with that. <laughs> women uh, attracted to men with other women. Uh, I don't know about that one. But, uh, oh, it's, it's, oh it's true. It's true. It's true. Is it true? Is it the wet one? Anyway, I think it's <laughs> the other way around. I think men have that kind of... Uh, kind of thing with the uh, competitive that they were more attracted to women with other men. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, see, here's why I, I disagree with you because in most cases, except this one dude at Raintree in Tonawanda one night that had to get set straight, but um, <clears throat> uh, generally speaking, men do not actively pursue a woman who is with another guy because, like I said, it could result in violence. Men have to be very subtle when flirting with a, a woman who's there with another dude. Yeah, you listen to that song. I, Leonard Skinner is not my favorite, but I always <laughs> like that song, Three Steps, about he's dancing with a woman and the guy comes in and wants to kill him. Give I always me, like that song. Give me three steps. It's, but you know yeah. what? That's absolutely, it, it's absolutely true. Now, some guys have to, be, have to learn that lesson the hard way back when I was in shape and had arms of steel. Uh, but anyway, that's another story. That was a long time ago. If anybody hit me now, my neck would shatter. I turned the bar for years, Tom. Believe me, I can get that's a whole different show, though. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the ABBA thing, one more little leeway here. The ABBA song I like about breaking up more than yours was uh, The Winner Takes It All, for my own reasons. Oh, uh, that's a very heartfelt song. Listen to the version they did in Sydney, live, with the rain coming down. Oh, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I will look for that. Yes, yes sir. definitely. Yeah, it was based on their personal stories. But anyway, okay, I told Mr. Josh there a certain thing that, I mean, I heard some, some calls here that got me really thinking. Uh, I almost married somebody some years back. Um, that Let's just say was had a profession, and that's how I met this woman, had a profession of the night, uh, which you might know what I'm talking about. She's a sex worker. 
There you go. <laughs> was, was she a dancer? Was she a prostitute? Not that there's a... That's Tom. Josh kind of danced around using that word, but she was. Well, look, I I don't judge sex workers. People got to make a living. That's the way I met her, and I knew her for a good five years. Now, I met her, and let's just say, to me, I was was ready to marry her. And I had one marriage that didn't last, but we ended up being friends, much like your story. We ended up working together for a short time at a bar. I was bartending. She was a DJ. A DJ, Tom. She was a DJ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we ended up working together. The D is silent. I know. We ended up working together, and we ended up very, like you said, the divorce was ugly, but we never had children and weren't married that long. But we ended up being friends in the end, which was good. But anyway, she finally got the divorce. She went through with it. I mean, I wanted to do it at first, but everybody told me why. She's going to meet somebody, let her go through it. And she did. She went to legal aid. I didn't contest it. And that's the end of that story. But that finally became legal after all those years. And I knew this person I'm telling you about now, and I was going to marry this woman. It's Valentine's Day, and I don't know about you. I hope that you are having as much fun listening as I'm having doing this show because, frankly, I've been at this now for three hours, and I feel like I just got into work. Calls have been phenomenal. The stories have been sensational, and I feel like we're all on the same page with this topic. So, Thank you. Best Valentine's Day show I've ever done. Uh, and that's basically because of you guys. Let's go back to uh, Tom, excuse me, on a uh, cell phone. So anyway, Tom, uh, I'm just a little bit confused. Did you marry the lady of the night or did you come close to marrying the lady of the night? Came close, Tom. Uh, she passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, thank you. It's been some years now, but I every year, and it was right around another subject you brought up earlier, in fact, I believe. It was like a couple of days before Christmas, actually. But, uh, um, yeah, I think of that every year. What, but was I, it, I don't mean to pry, and I don't mean, it was, was it, um, was it a homicide? Uh, no, I thought so at first. I went to people I knew in law enforcement and blah, blah, blah to check into it, because it could have been. Uh, I thought so, you know, being that the life she had before, whatever. And it, it turned out, no, it turned out to be pneumonia related to other things, which I knew she was sick. Okay. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to marry her because I, you don't want to admit it at the time, but you know, it's probably not going to be that long. But one of the reasons to, I was going to do that was to say, look at, here's what I think of you. You know me very well. And we feel about each other for five years now at least give her life substance, something that would have been there. Well, you know, you, you just seem like such a nice guy. And what, what concerns me, Tom, about you is that you're such a nice guy. I worry that people might try to take advantage of you. Oh, I've been there, Tom. I'm a little older than you, uh, but I've been there, believe me. And I've always, like you said, I was always involved with older women, if anybody uh Seriously, but this woman uh, was seven years younger than me, and like I see, and the whole thing is, Tom, I don't want to take up the whole show here because I would prompt me to call was the other callers, but I thought it would be interesting to some people. Well, I mean, it, it is. I mean, you you know what people have said about marrying people who were sex workers. You know, once a sex worker, always a sex worker. Um, I don't know if that would have been your experience, and frankly, I don't even know if that's a true expression. It didn't work out that way in The Hangover. Uh, the lady was a lady of the evening and then married another doctor. 
Um, I, can, I can't really say I saw that movie, but I've heard about it. But. Um, you need to see the Hangover movies. When it comes to the anniversary that you don't, you know, that you where you think about her, watch Hangover 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and if it's around Christmas, watch Bad Santa 1 and 2. And it's never going to take away all of the pain, but it might bring back some fun memories for you. I got you there, and I will, especially with the ABBA uh, "Winner Takes It All" version. I will check into that when I get to, as soon as I get the time here. But like I said, the way I met her was, like I said, the work she did. That's the way I met her. Well, yeah, we all got our kinks. We all got our idiosyncrasies. Did, she knew me better than any female ever would because of that. That's the way I feel. Well, you know what? Um, you have entered a judgment-free zone when it comes to your kinks and stuff like that. I respect you for being honest with yourself about it, and I thank you very much for the call. I thank you. Thank you. I mean, as long—I mean, let's put it this way: as long as we're talking about consenting adults, I don't think I need to say that every single time. But you know, consenting adults—I we need to get Tom off the air here. Uh, but uh, you know, not not just me. But no, I, I appreciate your honesty and what I said earlier about this relationship that you and I have. For whatever reason, people tell me things they wouldn't say to a lot of other people. And that, to me, is one of the greatest feelings. You know why? Because you trust me. Many of you trust, not all of you, some of you can't stand me, but you, a lot of you trust me at a level that most talk show hosts never get to achieve. And I'm just so grateful for that. I can't even begin to tell you.